This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott and Paul Stone. That's right here on the Sports Better's Paradise YouTube channel, the Sports Better's Paradise podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Tell your friends, don't, I mean, listen, we're giving out uh, picks, analysis, and it's free. If it's free, it's for me. How about Paul Stone last year? It was 32-21-9, 11 games over 500, excellent, over 60%. This, way, this year, he starts off with a little 2-0, week zero, San Diego State and the under- combo pick over there so you can see we're all smiles over here we're all smiles because we went to watch football for real so it's uh it was uh quite a uh, always fun uh to get them out there but as far as the notre dame and navy thing i you know one play sticks out to me paul third and ten maybe seven nothing or 14 nothing at the time i mean a play that you run when you're running clock i mean the most basic play i mean boop 11 yards i'm like this is going to be a long, long day. You can't stop that one. Basically sort of a give-up play. They're going to punt. Uh, and uh, But Navy uh, tinkering with this new offense. Army's talking about the same thing. Is that something that you think Army will have similar kinks, uh, Paul? You know, they might. Uh, their, their new offensive coordinator there at Army, you know, obviously Navy didn't throw the ball very much. You know, they they spoke uh, beforehand in Brian Newberry's first game as head coach as if they were going to throw the ball a little bit uh, more and didn't have that many attempts. Uh, you, you know, Army, though, their new uh, offensive coordinator, I'm trying to think, I think he came over from uh, – he came over from Kearney maybe, Nebraska Kearney. But anyway, he, he was at FCS last year. And they run the ball. He ran the ball there significantly more than he passed it. So I think it'll just look, you know, it'll look a lot different. Uh, but but I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. But absolutely, you would have to think that there'll be some, uh, you know, spits and sputters early on with the new new offensive coordinator, new terminology, new blocking schemes, and just the whole nine yards. Uh, these guys are not practicing 50 hours a week, so it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit, I'm sure, uh, sporadic in the early going. Uh, Army going to uh, Monroe to play Louisiana Monroe is about a 10-point favorite now. So it'll be interesting to see how they do come out of the gate uh, with the new coordinator and some new offensive looks. All right, let's get to the games. And, uh, Paul, give us a couple of Friday games here. Good thing my son's playing his high school game on Thursday night this week. But anyway, uh, the Louisville and Georgia Tech uh, in the, the, the Georgia Dome, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Uh, I believe here and uh, in Atlanta, Louisville, an eight-point road favorite. Jeff Prom comes back to his alma mater. Uh, we had a lot of success there. He left, leaves Purdue. Boy, my win totals overall had a, had a decent year, but my biggest one under Georgia Tech, it was doing so well that they fired the coach after four games, and Brent Key uh, provided a spark. They go four and four the rest of the way, five and three against the spread. But two of those four wins were three touchdown dogs. I mean, and so they uh, they certainly had deep conversations with Willie Fritz of Tulane. 
Uh, he wanted to uh, coach the Cotton Bowl. They said, we got our guy. And now Brent Key is now interim. He is now permanent coach. Cardinals, eight-point road dogs here at Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it uh, as far as Louisville. They bring back one of the, the school's top all-time quarterbacks in uh, Jeff Brom to be their new head coach. Uh, Brom previously uh, spent the last six seasons uh, there at Purdue. And like a lot of schools with the new coach, the Cardinals – dipped heavily into the old transfer portal. They've got at least 26 transfers on the roster, and uh, 14 of those came in after spring practice. So you've got a little more of an adjustment there with those new guys. One of their transfers, obviously, former Cal starting quarterback Jack Plummer, expected to be the Cardinals' starter this year in 2023. Plummer actually began his career in Purdue at Purdue, so he has that previous relationship uh, with Brom, so that's how he basically ended up here in Louisville. Plummer's a serviceable quarterback, but he's certainly not Malik Cunningham, uh, who uh, left uh, Louisville after being a four-year starter with a, a lot of the school's all-time uh, offensive quarterback records. Uh, Plummer's not a running threat, so he's serviceable. He might hold serve, but he's not going to win you a whole lot of ball games, in my opinion. You look at this Georgia Tech team, like you said, they promoted – uh, Brent Key to the permanent job after he did such an exceptional job down the stretch last year. They won five games. And like you said, in the early going, they weren't very good. But at the end of the year, they were much better. They actually split their last eight games, winning four of those. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, I, I don't have the kind of database that some people do, but they won road games over both Pittsburgh and North Carolina, as you mentioned, as three touchdown underdogs. I just wonder how many people – how many teams win on the road as an underdog with three touchdowns twice in the same season? Uh, quite an accomplishment. And sometimes these assistant coaches, a guy like Brent Key, you know, they a lot of the people probably within the Georgia Tech program probably hoping that they go after somebody with a little more name recognition, so to speak. But, you know, Bob Stoops, he turned out pretty well there at Oklahoma when they hired him away from uh, Florida as their defensive coordinator. Uh, Clemson, after they fired uh, one of the Bowdens back in – 2007 or whenever it was, the year's probably not right, but they ultimately decided to promote the uh, guy who was the interim coach the year before, their wide receiver coach, a guy named Dabo Sweeney, and that assistant coach turned out pretty good. So if Brent Key can do uh, half the job those guys uh, ended up doing, what a thing it would be for Georgia Tech, but he certainly, uh, I think he deserved the full-time job. This Georgia Tech team, uh, they were pretty good uh, Defensively last year, they returned seven starters on defense. They did lose their quarterback, uh, very athletic Jeff Sims, uh, to Nebraska. So that was a big loss. But I just look at this game, and what it comes down to for me, Jimmy, Louisville's got a new head coach. They're playing on the road. It's more than a touchdown favorite on the road. They got more than two dozen new players. They've got a middle-of-the-road quarterback. They're playing against a pretty good a defensive football team that really overachieved down the stretch last year. On top of that, Georgia Tech last year, 6-2 and two against the spread as a road underdog. So give me Georgia Tech uh, plus eight over Louisville and wouldn't be surprised if the Rambling Wreck uh, come out with the victory there. Yeah, I think the Dabo Sweeney's uh, even a little bit better because that was an interim coach on that staff that finished the season that they ultimately, uh, you know, ripped the interim tag off and gave him the job. Uh, permanently. Uh, it used to be a time where Miami was the only team to play their games on Friday night. Playing a Friday like with a, a few other teams. The Battle of Miami. It is the Hurricanes versus Miami of Ohio. 
Hurricane 16 and a half point favorites. Mario Cristobal in his second year. First year was a disaster. Losing season. We know he can recruit, but can he coach game management? We've seen him blow games with clock management. Stanford, we've seen him underutilize the star players. Justin Herbert. Uh, but, uh, you know, in Miami, how about this, Paul? The last 50 games in a Mac. They have the best overall record, 34 and 16. They also return their quarterback, Gabbert, and he's uh, one of 16 starters that are back for Miami O. Yeah, you know, his uh, Brett Gabbert, he's had uh, difficulty staying on the field, staying healthy in, in his four-year career there at Miami. Only played four games last year due to injuries. But when he's been healthy, he's been one of the Mac's better quarterbacks. Uh, he's thrown for 45 career touchdowns against only 14 interceptions, started 31 games over the last four seasons. So he's got a lot of experience. And also their backup quarterback, Avion Smith, he started nine games last year uh, because of Gabbert's uh, injury situation. Smith brings a running dimension. So even if Gabbert is healthy, I think we're going to see Smith from time to time on the field, maybe not only at quarterback, but Smith rushed for 700 gross yards last year. Uh, those being yards before sacks are subtracted. So that guy can run the football. They're going to find a uh, place for him. So obviously I believe the Red Hawks in good hands at the quarterback position. And as you mentioned, with 16 returning starters, uh, seven on offense and nine on defense, are really in good hands uh, throughout their lineup. Phil Steele, who puts out a, a great uh, college football preseason preview each year, he's got them ranked as the 15th most experienced team in all of college football. So this is a, an experienced Miami, Ohio team that might make some noise this year in the MAC. But the basis for at least some of my position uh, in this game rests with the uh, Hurricanes' potential issues at quarterback. It's been reported that their starter, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, injured the thumb on his throwing hand last week. He's been limited uh, in practice. He reportedly got it caught in a teammate's helmet. One report uh, stated his probability of playing against Miami, Ohio at 50-50. I think he's going to play. But even if he does play, uh, that thumb on the throwing hand, obviously a critical part of uh, long throws and throws where you have to increase velocity, need full dexterity and that type of thing. So he, he might not be, in his be at his best. If he is sidelined, they would have to go to more than likely sophomore Ja'Curry Brown, who started two games last year, really unpolished in the passing game. There would certainly be a drop-off at that position, a quite significant drop-off if Brown got the start and Van Dyke was out. But regardless of who plays quarterback for uh, Miami, they have struggled mightily uh, in basically all point spread roles in recent years, but certainly as a double-digit favorite in recent seasons. Only 6-16 six and 16 as a double-digit favorite since 2017 versus FBS schools. They've only covered five of their last 20 games, period, uh, dating back to the middle of the 2020 season. And as you talked about, Mario Cristobal, boy, that is a master recruiter, no question about it. But it is fair to criticize um, his game day coaching ability. Does he get what he should out of the players that he has available to him? If you combine his stint last year at Miami and then previously at Oregon, in his last 30 games against the spread, Mario Cristobal, 7-21-2 against the spread. His last 30, 16 and a half points, just too many for me to resist. Miami of Ohio of the MAC plus 16 and a half. Uh, over the U. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, big, uh, <clears throat> a lot of lot of trends uh, going against Mario Cristobal in Miami of Florida. There, that throwing uh, on on the throwing hand. That's I mean that's gonna be tough, man. Taking snaps every time too. I mean it's just uh, that will be interesting to watch. Van Dyke. I like him. I like him. I know he kind of. Uh, hurt his stock a little bit, but uh, I think he's very, very good. They pulled the kid in from Houston, De'Ara King, and, I mean, it kind of took off and almost saved Manny Diaz's job because he played so well uh, for them uh, down the stretch. But uh, we will see. All right, he hit with an under last week over at Snapdragon Stadium. Now we go up, staying out in the West Coast. Used to be where the West Coast where they scored all the points. USC, they scoring and can't defend. But we'll look at another Pac-12 team. Might be the only team left in a Pac-2. Washington State, they play Colorado State. The total is at 54.5, Paul. You know, I look at this total uh, and handicap it, and I certainly didn't run dozens of computer simulations or uh, utilize any complicated uh, algorithms here. You know, it just comes back for me to how unproductive Colorado State's offense was last year. And my strong belief that even though they're now in the second year in Matt uh, Matt Mummy's version of the air raid offense, I just don't think the level of improvement is going to be that significant. You look at some of their offensive stats last year, they only averaged 13.2 points per game last year. They ranked 125th or worse in all of college football in a number of major uh, offensive statistical categories, including points per game, uh, rushing yards per game, and total offense. They only averaged 4.5 yards per play. They played 12 games, obviously, last year. They didn't reach 20 points in any of those 12 games. Their games were 1-11 last year to the under. Their last eight games, uh, or I shouldn't say obviously, but their last eight games – had a closing total of 46 or lower, and we're getting a 54-and-a-half total here uh, in this opener with the new rule change, which is going to reduce some plays. Uh, I've got this game actually featuring 127.5 plays uh, with the formula that I do use, which is going to be a little bit below average, so it's not going to be a whole lot of plays in this game if it goes according to form. There is a statistical oddity, certainly with Colorado State. Their quarterback uh, last year, Clay Millen, who's also their quarterback this year, he led the nation last year in completion percentage at 72%. Uh, Most of those of the dink and dunk variety, though, Rams only averaged 198.5 yards per game passing, uh, ranked only 102nd nationally. So that's a little bit of an anomaly there. Colorado State's quarterbacks collectively only through 11 touchdown passes. And they were also, this is part of their problem, uh, clearly they were also perhaps the nation's worst team in all of college football at protecting their quarterback. They gave up a total of 59 sacks in 12 games. Their quarterback sack percentage, uh, that being the percentage of times that their quarterbacks sacked on passing plays, 15.97% of their passing plays, so 16% to give some uh, comparison here, the average is about 6 or 6.5% six in college football. Washington's quarterback only sacked 1%. Of course, Michael Penix Jr., quite elusive. But Colorado State sacked on 16% of their passing plays. That's way too many. Um, they're going up against a, a Pac-12 defense. They didn't score 20 in a single game last year. And even if they score 20 here, we still might get the under. But I like this game between Pac-12 Washington State and Mountain West Colorado State to remain under the total of 54 and a half. 
Yeah, my Norvell in his second year looking for, uh, I mean, it's a big, uh, <clears throat> big, uh, big rebuilding job over in uh, Fort Collins, to say the least. All right, so Paul Stone's top three. Each week he gives us between three and five of his best bets. Again, last year, uh, I mean, last week we were two and, oh, last year again, 32-21-9 and nine for the season. So, you know, people always ask me, uh, you know, who's, who's the best? Who's the best? I said I got one thing for you. Don't go against Paul Stone, okay? Don't go against Paul Stone. He's my guy in college football, no doubt. For Paul Stone at Paul Stone Sports, check out all of his stuff. I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.